With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. listening to this song brings back memories my childhood in jersey welcome back cotter the sweat hogs i am welcoming welcoming myself back to the show the mile high sports radio man it's good to be back welcome back david thank you alex thank you that was nine weeks that was nine weeks off man it flies by we missed you Thank no you. doubt about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I miss doing the show, but it was a well, uh, it was a very smart idea by Nate Lundy to say, hey, take some time off, man. Your wife's in the home stretch of, you know, her battle with cancer. You're working multiple jobs. You're having a tough go with it. After the Super Bowl, it's a quieter time, and now it's ramping up again, and it's a great week to come back, a great week to come back and talk sports. So I'm thrilled to be back driving. I'll tell you one thing, though, Alex, driving down here. I did not miss that traffic. Unbelievable. It's not getting any better. And and Alex, I've said this before. I've lived in New York City. I've lived in L.A. They are more congested. They have millions and millions of people. They have more traffic. But per capita, this morning, you know, I always complain about it. Not one, not two, not three, but four Accidents on the way down here, Alex. That is insane. From 36, uh, cut down to 25. Four I used to accidents. make that drive every morning, too, before I moved in. Man, that's, yeah, that's oh, amazing. It should be a 30 to 35-minute commute. It was an hour and five minutes. I left here at 7.30, got here at uh, 8.35. Folks, I don't understand it. I don't preach too much because I, you know, I have my own stuff to work on. But I will preach about this with, with traffic and accidents. 
Uh, folks, uh, you know, leave 10 minutes earlier. Leave 15 minutes earlier and, and let's get there one piece and let's all get there on time. Four accidents between Broomfield and Mile High Sports down here in Greenwood Village. Unbelievable. I did not miss that traffic. And I was just chuckling myself as I'm driving down here like, yep, here we go. Pick up right where we left off. That was probably the only good thing about COVID was, the, you know, the traffic was cut in half, maybe even more. But I am thrilled to be back. If you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, who is this dude? I've been with Mile High Sports for seven, seven and a half years. For six of those years, you know, the opening show, I started at 6 a.m., then 7, then 8. Now I am 9 to 10. Happy to follow Eric and Bruce, but I've been with the show and the, uh, you know, the company for close to eight years now. And first thing about myself, I'll tell you, I, I am terrible with names. I know, it's ironic. I have a sports radio talk show, and I forget names all the time. I'm not too worried about my mental health because it's been going on 35, 40 years. But I lean on Alex, and I lean on you folks. I'm terrible with names. I'm a Jersey guy. I'll pretty much call it like I see it. And I think I'm a pretty, pretty rational sports fan, if there is such a thing. I will criticize the heck out of my own teams. Trust me, I'm a Cowboys fan, Knicks, Mets fan. Hockey, I'm a little all over the place. I like the Avalanche very much. I love my football. I love golf. I mean, it's Masters week. Those are my two favorite sports. I love the NBA playoffs, which are around the corner. I enjoy baseball very much. And I want to learn from you folks as much as you learn from me, and I hope to ent entertain you for years to come. So if you have been with me since day one, thank you for the support. If you're tuning in to the morning huddle for the first time ever, and you're like, you know, once again, who is this dude? Well, give us a chance. We'll entertain you for the next hour. And I say it very often on the show, a Jersey guy, folks, just living the dream. Talking sports here in the beautiful Denver metropolitan area. Love it. Absolutely love it. One of only 13 cities with all four major sports. And like I said, what a great week to return. Nate suggested this day, and I did not, uh, you know, argue with it. You've got the national championship tonight. I've got a dear friend coming on in the next segment who is a San Diego State grad and very knowledgeable about their program. So we'll talk about the national championship tonight. Yeah, you, you know, opening day last week. Rockies home opener coming up this week. So baseball is up and running. Very exciting. A time of the year when every team still has a shot right before you get to the dog days of August and your team's either 15 games above 500, 20 games below 500. Then you're just like, ugh. Give me the football. Everybody still has a chance right now. You got hockey playoffs around the corner. You've got the NBA playoffs around the corner. I love the NBA playoffs. I really enjoy it. It's about as much parody as I've seen the NBA in a long time. Feels like there's five or six teams that could win it. Feels like an NFL season this year in the NBA. Nuggets right there. Are they going to make a run? How deep a run? And, of course, the Masters is this week. I absolutely love golf, as you folks will see and hear and listen to over the next, uh, like I said, couple years. Who knows? Who knows what the plan is for me? But I am thrilled once again to be back, thrilled to work with Alex, be back, see the familiar faces, Eric Goodman, Bruce, Nate, and Neil Piero. I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point. We are both suffering Dallas fans and Mets fans, so... Uh, Trust us, we know everything there is to know about heartbreak. 
By the way, I just see this on Twitter, folks. If you're about my age, I just turned 51. You want to feel old? You want to feel old? Eddie Murphy turned 61 today. Eddie Murphy is 61. Wow. I mean, I remember him on Saturday Night Live. As a teenager, I think he started. 18, 19 years old. Gumby, Buckwheat. This is the greatest Eddie Murphy movie of all time. It's got to be like Beverly Hills Cop, right? Coming to America. My wife and I love The Golden Child. There was a time there in the 80s and 90s where he could do no wrong. He was as, as big a box office star as there was. Have you seen, Alex, you're about half my age. Have you seen Beverly Hills Cop? I have not. I, I know. My favorite Eddie Murphy movie is probably Trading Places. Oh, I like that one a lot. Yes, yes. But, I'm surprised you've seen that, not Beverly Hills Cop. But that's, Yeah, I think it was for a school project or something like that. Really? Yeah. Wow, where'd you go to school? That it, sounds it was like in fun. College. It, was this, it was a class in college. Gotcha. So not, yeah, not grade school or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you know that Sylvester Stallone was originally supposed to be uh, the 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 lead actor in Beverly Hills Cop? I did not know Stallone. that. Stallone. What? It, no, look, once you watch it, you'll be like, "What? This was Stallone, and then it went to then Eddie Murphy did it, and it went in a whole another direction, <laughs> a great direction. One and two were fantastic. The others, uh, sixty-one years old, Freddie Murphy. So you got the national championship tonight. You got the Masters this week. You got the Par Three contest. On Wednesday, you've got the Champions Dinner tomorrow night. That's where the the head of the Masters, Augusta National, and each past champion get together for a uh, a dinner. And the previous champion, or I should say the reigning champion, in this case, Scotty Scheffler, will pick the menu. I'll look for the menu here on my break, because I'm sure you're all on the edge of your seat, what he's going to have for dinner. But wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall tomorrow night when the Live guys walk in or the LIV guys walk into the Champions Dinner? I think there are six guys on the LIV tour who will be at the champions dinner, like Phil and Sergio and Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed. I mean, there've been some shots fired. I think it's been a little more friendly over the last month or so. Ben Crenshaw, who is the, uh, basically, you know, organizes it. I think he's been doing that since about 2005. He's the unofficial host. Scotty Scheffler is the host tonight. Ben Crenshaw said he's a little nervous about the tension in the room. You know, what's going to happen when Phil and, and, and Brooks Koepka walk up to, you know, Tiger and Rory McIlroy? <laughs> I wonder if there's a seating chart or do they pick their own seats? Like, if, I wonder if Scotty Scheffler is going to put, you know, Phil in between Rory and Tiger. Create some extra tension there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tiger, can you pass the, uh, 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 you know, the bread and butter, please? Sure, how much is that going to cost me to pass it? $200 million, which is what Bill got to go to the LIV tour. I would love to be a fly on the wall tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be just fine, but there might be a few funny and tense moments. So glad to be back. 9-11 in the morning. Let's take our first break. My first break since late January. And a good friend's going to join me in the next segment. Talk a little San Diego State UConn for tonight's men's national championship. Come on back, folks, right here. The morning huddle. Bombers, bombers and Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat. In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into. If everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody'd be served like California. 
Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. We're out your sandals too. A bushy, bushy blonde here. Serving USA. Welcome back, everyone. You'll catch him surfing in. 9.15 in the morning. So glad you could join us. 303-831-1340. Call or text us whatever is on your mind. My first show back here in a couple of months. Took some much-needed time off uh, just to take care of the family. So it is great to be back. And you heard a little Beach Boys there. That means I've got a guest on from California. That's what we do. Whenever I have a California guest on, we throw on a little Beach Boys. This man coming on has been a friend. I was trying to think about it. Probably my longest-running friend. Not the oldest. I have friends who are older. But my longest-running friend. We go back to kindergarten, I believe. San Diego State grad. John Wheeler, my friend, how you doing, brother? I am doing great. Yeah, I yeah, kindergarten. Remember that first day in class in kindergarten? Yeah, Mark, many years ago. Oh my goodness, many years ago, <laughs> kids. It was the 1970s. I mean, it was <laughs> many years ago. Markham Place, this Little Silver, New Jersey. This, this uh, is Philanick. Absolutely, absolutely. John, you and I went to school together right through high school. Then you left for the West Coast. You went to San Diego State. Uh, you're a season ticket holder now, but give the folks out there a little background, uh, you know, how the Aztecs got to where they are right now, because this is not, you know, we're not talking Duke or Carolina here. Uh, you know, just a number of years ago, they were struggling to fill the stadium. So give us a little background. Yeah. So, you know, when I was at San Diego State uh, back in the early 90s, I mean, we barely had a basketball program. We did have some some pretty, you know, high profile alums, Tony Gwynn. Was a was a, a guard on the team. He he was the all-time leading scorer for the Aztecs. Uh, Michael Cage, the great Michael Cage, NBA great. Yep. He was a San Diego State Aztec. Yep. But but that was really it. And uh, you know we played in a small gym, Peterson Gym, probably held about a thousand people. Uh, but back in uh, the late '90s, they hired uh, Steve Fisher from from Michigan. You know he had left Michigan for a couple years and. Uh, came back and uh you know obviously he was him and, and dutch who's the current head coach uh recruited the fab five and uh so they they got to campus and uh you know set out to build a program it wasn't you know steve fisher you know living out his days in san diego he he came there to build a program and build a winner mm-hmm. they got a brand new arena built and uh literally the first couple years on campus the guy was walking around campus steve fisher national champion michigan handing out tickets to students trying to get people to go to the game and uh over the years he started getting some recruits and uh by 2006 i believe was the first year we actually made the uh ncaa tournament um kept building up the program uh, then in 2011, uh, arguably our, our greatest recruit ever, the great Kawhi Leonard, uh, came in there. Yep. Before he opted out, brought him to the uh, Sweet 16, where ironically they lost to uh, uh, UConn in the Sweet 16 with Kemba Walker. Oh. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's very, very ironic that that's who they're going to be playing tonight. Um, went out the 16, got a 16 a couple years later, and just kept building the program. And then the biggest heartbreak was back in 2020, 
where he had a uh, 32 and two team, I believe. We were set to get a number one or a number two seed, and uh, the rug gets pulled out under us because of COVID. Yeah, and so that was yeah. So that was kind of the year that uh, that um, you know we all wonder what would have happened. But man, I'll tell you, this season has has made up for all that, and uh, it is just Aztec mania in San Diego right now. Talk with a great longtime dear friend of mine, John Wheeler, San Diego State alum, season ticket holder. Yeah, I remember thinking about you in 2020. You at San Diego State and like Dayton, they had an excellent team as well uh, with Obi Toppin and just oh, what could have been. Um, all right, John, tell take me through your emotions in the last 10, 11 seconds of that semifinal game. <laughs> Well, you probably saw the video I sent you of everybody blowing the roof off my house when they hit that shot. But, you know, we just uh, was 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 definitely obviously nervous. And uh, I knew our defense, though, right there had to get that stop um, to really have a chance. And, and when they got that stop, you know, everybody, uh, I think Jim Nance was saying, you know, they don't have their shooters on the floor. They got to call a timeout. They have to call a timeout. But I knew that. Butler was on the floor, and you, if, if you didn't know, about maybe three weeks ago, about a month ago, he hit a game-winning three-pointer against New Mexico in the pit mm-hmm. with time, time running out, shot clock expiring, swish, three-pointer to win the game. And uh, I'm like, he, they're going to get it to Butler. He's going to be the guy to make that shot. And uh, sure enough, dribbles down, almost steps out of bounds. Yep. And uh, through his legs and to his left, and, and just the most pure jump shot. When that went through the net, I mean, honestly, Dave, that is probably the biggest moment in the history of San Diego sports. Now you text San yeah. Diego State, San Diego sports. Now right you there. you text me that, and you sent me a video of the ball game down there in Petco, which is a beautiful stadium, the Padres game, and they went berserk. Um, Look, I'm not challenging you. I'm just, I just want to double check. I mean, uh, that, that's quite a statement, though. But, you know, the Chargers never won a Super Bowl. And, and, you know, obviously they've left for La La Land. And I know you said good riddance to them and the owner. Um, you know, the Padres, you know, the Clippers are long gone. They've been in L.A. So, really, you think that could be number one? That's, that's number one. Um, yeah, the, the Chargers... Obviously, they made it to a Super Bowl. You know that that win to get in the Super Bowl was was probably a uh, you know up there, obviously. But you know the Chargers aren't in San Diego anymore, right? And uh, but but you know just you know we're, in San Diego, we're used to having things like that happen to us, right? Yes. You know, in the past, the Chargers would have been in the lead in a big game. You know, shoot with Ladanian Tomlinson against New England back in I believe 2006 where we uh, intercepted the ball, Marlon McCree, and all he had to do is fall on the ground. And, uh, but instead he tried to run it back, and he fumbled it. And Brady got it back and scored the uh, touchdown. That was arguably the best Charger team ever. Yeah. And uh, so, so San Diego is used to having stuff like that happen to them, not being on the other side of, of hitting a game-winning shot like that in arguably the biggest game in San Diego sports history to date. Talk with a great friend of mine, John Wheeler, San Diego State grad. All right, John, it sounds like you're in the car. You're going to the game tonight, correct? 
correct. I flew into Dallas last night, just got a, in a rental car, and I'm driving down to Houston right now. I have a bunch of friends down there. They have a couple extra tickets for me, so going to be in the uh, San Diego State section rooting them on. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, look, I know we all love our teams. We love our players. We're very emotional. We're, we, you know, we're biased. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to take your San Diego State hat off for one second. How do you see this game breaking down? Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to be a tough road for, for San Diego State. UConn is just playing incredible basketball right now, um, both on the offensive and defensive side. Um San Diego State, we're we're definitely known for our hard no nose offense and our defense, but you know our offense tends to struggle and tends to get uh, tends to you know go on some scoring droughts. And uh, with that UConn defense, it's going to be tough. Um, the 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 old key for San Diego tonight, they're just going to have to you know hit some shots. They're going to have to hit some threes. Guys like. Uh, uh, Bradley and Darian Trammell, um, Adam Seiko, who's been pretty much held scoreless this tournament. He's our three-point specialist. Those guys are definitely going to have to get off. And we're going to need to have a little bit of luck, and, and UConn's going to have to be off. If UConn is uh, playing nails defense and they're hitting their shots, it, it's going to be a tough road for San Diego State tonight. I will say this one thing, though. Uh, UConn has not played any close games this tournament. They've mm-hmm. won every game by, by 15 or more. If this is a dog fight, rock fight down the end of the game, couple point game within five minutes, that's where San Diego State's going to want them. So it's just really, you know, it's, it's, it's really going to be on UConn. San Diego State, their defense is going to show up. They're going to lock them, lock them down, make them, make them take tough shots. And if they make their shots, then, then, they're probably going to win, but if they can, uh, if they happen to have an off night and San Diego can can make some threes, it's it's going to be an interesting game. John, what does the score have to be around halftime for San Diego State to have a chance? Well, they've been holding their you know their opponents to uh, you know in the tournament around 30, 35 points a game. That last game against Florida Atlantic, they they scored forty. I think that was like one of three games in the season where an opponent had scored 40 points on them at halftime. So, you know, I, I think they got to, they need to keep UConn under 40 in this first half and, uh, and then see what happens in the second half. But if UConn gets out 40, 45 points in that first half, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, they're going to definitely have a hard time uh, coming back on them in that second half. John, I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction. It's too emotional. UConn's very, very good. I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction. But listen, man, enjoy the game. You're going down to a fantastic uh, stadium down there. You've got friends. It's going to be absolute madness. Jim Nance, last Final Four. I mean, it's setting up to be a great night for you, man. Have a great time. Are you going back to Dallas or are you flying out of Houston? No, I'm driving back up to Dallas in the morning. I I happen to have a uh, pre-planned business trip out here for the last three months so it just kind of lined up changed my flight to yesterday but but got to get back out here tomorrow for a listen man could you grab me a uh be here till thursday but just grab me a micah parsons jersey would you please okay you <laughs> 
Folks, growing up, John loved Washington, and I've always been a Dallas fan, so we went at it. But I don't think John cares for the owner of the Commanders that much anymore, do you? No, you know, it's been it's been a tough uh, couple decades being a Washington Redskins. Well, Washington Commanders fan, sorry. Um, you know, it's uh, that owner is definitely uh, uh, not one of the best owners in the league. Let's just say that. Agreed. Agreed. John, have a great time. I'll try not to bug you too much. Take care, brother. Thanks, Dave. See you, man. Take care. You know it. John Wheeler, San Diego State uh, basketball expert alum. Should be fun. I agree with him, though. It's a tall task. UConn is playing great. Even though they're only a four seed, it it feels like they're playing like a one or a two. All right, come on back. 928 in the morning. This is Mile High Sports. I I had to stop for the night. There she stood in the doorway. Heard the mission bell. And I was thinking to myself, this could be happening. The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. in the morning. Did you remember this was my favorite U2 song or just a wonderful coincidence? Of course. No, I don't forget. I got a good memory. You're a pro. You're a pro's pro. That's why we work well together. I'm your host, David Hurl, but of course, Alex Becker here on the other side of the glass. 303-831-1340. Call or text whatever is on your mind. If you're tuning in for the first time and wondering, who is this cat? There's been no one in this slot for two months. Well, I've been with Mile High Sports for seven and a half years, and I just took some time off to take care of myself and the family, catch my breath. COVID and the pandemic were rough on us. Uh, my wife is uh, in the home stretch here of battling breast cancer. So a lot was on my plate. And Nate Lundy and I came to an agreement and said, hey, dude, t- just take some time off. And uh, I just really want to thank him publicly for that. So if you've been with me since day one, thank you for sticking around. And if this is your day one listening to the morning huddle, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's, let's keep it rolling. I'm looking at this tweet right now, um, competitive or unsportsmanlike, between a couple of the players in yesterday's Women's National Championship game. Uh, Caitlin Clark, the young lady from Iowa who can, you know, hit a three-pointer from the parking lot. She is absolutely incredible. And I forget the name, as I told you the first segment, I forget names all the time. And it's just the running joke here, you know, between the 9 and 10 a.m. hour. But the, the young player for LSU sort of, talking trash to Caitlin Clark and kind of, I don't know what, she, she's waving her hand in front of her face. Yeah, that's Kay, that was Caitlin Clark's celebration before, so she's kind of mocking that celebration. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't have a problem with that. That's not that bad. And, you know, we don't, we shouldn't be that, we're very soft right now in America, and everything offends everybody. I was reading a story yesterday in the New York Post, obviously online, I did, you know, I wasn't on Bleecker Street picking up a New York Post. But uh, it, it was about how a man did not get a promotion for a job because he was talking to two ladies, uh, two women, and he referred to them as ladies. And they said that was offensive. I mean, what are we doing here now, Alex? Uh, what happened to the phrase ladies and gentlemen, you know, but he did not get a promotion, you know, because of the two women who were uh, interviewing him. He said, thank you, ladies, or something like that. And they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't go. He didn't go. Thanks, chicks. Thank you, broads. What What would they have preferred if ladies weren't? Well, appropriate? I, I guess just women is maybe now, according to them, the only thing you can say. 
He didn't wow. say thanks, girls, because they're not girls. They're not 12. I, I, anyway, so I, you know, I, I'm okay with a little trash talking. What I didn't like, Alex, is when the LSU player was just constantly following her around the court. Okay, come on. It was a timeout or whatever. Go to your bench. Some trash talking, sure. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, uh, Reggie Miller, they all talk some trash. Uh, you really don't see it in tennis and golf. Those are the, you know, quote, the gentleman's sports. I can't imagine what's said in a, in a pileup in the NFL or college for that matter, or maybe even high school. Uh, I think talking trash is a little part of the game. It's the psychological, mental part of the game. Who can talk it? Who can back it up? Who can withstand it? So the hand in front of the face, that's fine with me. Following her around, okay, enough's enough. That's all I'll say about that. It was an exciting game. I tuned into it. And like I said, that Clark gal, she can hit the, she's pulling up from 33 feet. I mean, she's like Steph Curry. But LSU just too good. How about the, what was, you know me and names, the coach of LSU. Uh, Kim Mulkey. Boy, you're good. See, this is why we're paired together. We're like Jordan and Pippen. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Jokic and Murray. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dynamic duo. Absolutely. You know, she seemed to take a little bit away from the game. You know, she she made contact with the ref once, I think, at least once. Didn't get a technical. She she was darn near on the court, near half court a couple times uh, in her bedazzled Michael Jackson, you know, LSU Tigers a pantsuit. I thought she took away from the game a little bit, and I thought that the refs could have controlled her a little more. I mean, it, it, look, if you're Mike Krzyzewski or Dean Smith and you put a foot or two on the court, you get away with it. But she was darn near, you know, half court, three, four feet onto the court, not one foot on, one foot off, and making contact with the ref, and, and Clark gets the tee. So I thought the refs could have done a better job there. Overall, an entertaining game. I was rooting for Iowa, uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Tonight, I'm rooting for San Diego State big time. But like my friend John was just saying, and I agree, and I didn't want to get into it too much with them, UConn's playing some, some great basketball right now. They really are on both sides of the court. And didn't I hear, as I was out in the uh, waiting room there, the, the main main lobby of our headquarters, if you will, if UConn wins tonight, which I think they probably will, but it's only one game, so you never know, it's their fifth championship in 25 years? Is that what the guy said? Yeah, yeah. Starting in 1999 was the first. That is sneaky good. That is sneaky. I would not have thought that because you, you know Dukes and Kentucky and Kansas – and Kansas wins their conference every year, but they, they seem to look, they won it a couple of years ago. Right. But don't they seem to go out like the second or third round very often, but who cares if you win it once in a while, but wow, UConn has, they have a definite four in 25 years and possibly, and, and I would bet my house on them tonight, possibly five in 25 years. Wow. Yeah. 99, 2004, 2011, 2014. Fantastic. And what three the first three were Jim Calhoun, right? Yep. And then Kevin Ollie was the coach for the last one. Yeah. I, when I think UConn basketball, I think of the women's first. And, and then the men and you know, Ray Allen and all the great ones that have come through there. That's what a family member told me too. They're like, the men's are good too. I yeah. thought the women were good. Yeah, the, the women are, are, you know, for the last twenty five years a juggernaut. I mean, maybe maybe the best program in all of sports, college and pro. Right? You you can make that case. If I can steal Eric Goodman's phrase, you can make the case. Is he still saying that all the time? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The most dominant, yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, over the Patriots, over the Spurs, uh, I mean, just incredible. I'm going with UConn tonight. Uh, what is, what's the spread? I want to say like probably six or seven. You're Mr. Vegas on your 
your little apps there. Seven and a half now. Seven wow. and a half. It seems pretty big to me. Because as John said, you know, San Diego State plays some good defense. I'm going to go U- uh, Utah. I don't know where that came from. I'm going to go with UConn by like five or six. Who you got tonight, Alex? Any interest? Any any predictions? Yeah, I have UConn. I think I think they will cover. I mean, they they've just been blowing everybody out every single game. They've won by double digits, and they're winning by an average of twenty point six points per game in the tournament. Wow! I think they're going to win this game by like eleven or twelve. Okay, but you you may have just swayed me in your twenty seconds there. It's like a lot of these games are close unless UConn's playing in it. Then they're blowing people out. Yeah. Wow. It makes you wonder why they weren't higher seated. But they're, look, they're peaking at the right time. That's sports, right, folks? You, you, you got to peak at the right time. Whether it's an individual individual sport, you got to peak, you know, right around the majors. And that's what the guys try to gear their game to. Some like to play the week before. Some don't like to play the week before. But you want to try and peak during the majors. You want to try and peak towards the playoffs and all the pro sports. And, and UConn is peaking at the absolute right time. I'm, I'm fairly confident that UConn will win. But I don't know. I could see a 5-6 point game. I could see a 15 point game. I agree with you. But like John said, if they get into a nail biter, how will they react to the pressure? Because now San Diego State has done it a few times this year. So they might have the advantage there. They cannot They cannot be down like 12 or 14 points at halftime. San Diego State. They have to keep it around 5 or 6 at halftime to have a chance. So that's the game tonight. I don't want to be Danny Downer or Debbie Downer. I enjoy March Madness still. I do. It's just not uh, back in my day, but it's just not the same product as I grew up with in the 80s and 90s. And Patrick Ewing's Hoyas and and Michael Jordan and James Worthy on the same team and then Sam Perkins in Carolina and the team I always reference, you know, St. John's, Rick Pitino, now the new coach of St. John's, uh, you know, that had Chris Mullen, uh, Walter Berry, and Mark Jackson all on that team at St. John's, and they didn't win a national championship. The Duke teams, the UNLV teams, they were so deep and good, and everyone stayed three or four years. How about how about Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon on the same Houston team, and they never won the championship? That was Phi Slamma Jamma, Phi right? Slamma Jamma. Boy, they were fun to watch. Can you imagine those two cats right now being 18, 19, or 20 years old and playing now? They'd be undefeated, winning by, you know, be like the dream team in 1992 in the Barcelona games. So do I enjoy March Madness? Sure. I had the games on Saturday. I'll have the game on tonight. Uh, a friend's team is, a friend's school is playing in the championship. I'll be rooting for San Diego State. But is it is it the college basketball I grew up with in the same quality product? No. It's just not. Syracuse was loaded. And they never won one until, you know, uh, Carmelo got there. But they never won one with Derek Coleman and Billy Owens and, and, and the Pearl. Crazy. And he stepped down. Boy, I have, a lot of, I have a lot to catch up with. I was taking notes and creating like a log here of things I wanted to touch on when I get back. Jim Beheim stepping down. It's the last Jim Nance Final Four, right? It really is. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's the best week. He has the best job in sports. And we say this every year in the morning huddle. And we say this every year as sports fan. Jim Nance for the last umpteen years has called the final four. And then he goes right into the masters. I mean, is that a dream come true? If you That's love sports, amazing. 
I uh, saw Grant Hill was practicing a putt behind the the booth, yep. the broadcast booth. Yep. So and Lance was commentating on it, and then afterward he's like, "All right, back to 15. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's yeah. Getting ready for the Masters. He's so good. He's so good. Jim Nance. I mean, I could look. I know sports. I, I I'm very comfortable with the microphone, but I could work a Super Bowl with Jim Nance, and, and we'd be very good. I have enough knowledge to look. I can't break down a Super Bowl play like Tony Romo or Chris Collinsworth. They see things I don't see. But, oh, Jim Nance is, is just great. I'm also biased. He's a Jersey guy. Spent a lot of his time in Jersey, an area I know well. Colts Neck, New Jersey. But darn, he's good. Hey, 943 in the morning. I guess I should take a break here. Sorry about that, Alex. Come on back, folks. One more segment. The Morning Huddle. Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut on Mile High Sports. Nine forty-seven in the morning. My first day back on the Morning Huddle in a couple months. For those of you who don't know, my wife has been battling breast cancer. I've had a lot on my plate. After seven and a half years working multiple jobs, I just needed a, a few months off from everything to catch my breath. Take care of the wife and, uh, you know, get the priorities in order. So it was really nice of Nate to allow me to do that. And at the same time, it's great to be back. My phone is blowing up from friends and family around the country listening, saying it's great to hear me. And that means a lot. It really, really means a lot. Uh, what do we got here? Buddy Andre will be on tomorrow. He thinks San Diego State is winning. So I'm putting him on the record right now. Buddy's got San Diego State tonight. Buddy will join us tomorrow. Wednesday, my friend John Buckingham from L.A. We will talk a lot of golf and maybe some other sports. Thursday, Andy Zoden. Uh, Alex, he just he found me again. He's back on Thursday. AZ? Yeah. Oh, boy. So we'll, we'll have AZ on Thursday and uh, probably, you know, we'll back clean up with LLV on Friday. So some new new voices, some old familiar voices and guests, and we're looking to get some new sponsors on get some new guests and just continuing to try and entertain you and educate you. And, and uh, you could do the same to me with the morning huddle here, folks. Uh, NDC Danny, welcome back. Thank you, brother. And good morning, Alex. So uh, thank you, NDC Danny. NDC Danny, by the way, keeps track of the David Hurlbut words that I invent. That's another thing about me, folks, with my show coming back. Not only do I forget names, but I invent words. I often combine words. Um, like uh, I'll say, um, uh, biking and and chewing gum, and I'll be like, I don't know, how, chicken or something. I'll combine two things, and, and NDC Danny will catalog it and put it in the David Hurlbut lexicon. So I think we're clean today so far, but there's still time remaining. He he also said a uh, great week to come back, Masters week, and he said nice hat, and that is a sweet hat. It is. Thank I like you. That. I like I this. You know, my wife and I went last year. And this is from last year. You may remember I went last year and uh, came back wearing this hat. So I love the Masters. Uh, couldn't go this year, but I'll be back there again. And it is a great week. Isn't it really tough to get tickets to that, right? Very tough. It's the toughest ticket in sports. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to win the lottery a few times. I know a member whose name shall be remain nameless, in case anyone's listening who may know him and want to start bugging him. 
Uh, but that member has given me tickets a couple times. So, uh, look, I'm not a wealthy man by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm wealthy in, in and blessed with my circle of family and friends. I, I'm the richest man in the world in that area. So I, I, I've been, I think, five times now, and I'm looking forward to going again. It, it, it's Even if you're not a big-time golf fanatic like I am, it is a really, really unique. <laughs> Bikeling, there he is, NDC Danny. <laughs> Bickling, Bickling. Uh, it is a it is a spectacular sporting event. You know, there's no running there to where you want to go. Everybody walks. Alex, uh, my dad and I went a few years ago, and, you know, I carried the chairs to a certain spot where we wanted to walk, watch some action because my dad couldn't walk as fast as I can. So I carried our chairs to a certain spot. I put our two chairs down there, and then we walked the course for a while, got something to eat, came back to that area where we wanted to be later in the afternoon. The area is packed then. But our two chairs are still empty and untouched. And we just walk to the front, the first row, right by the ropes, and, and watch the action come through. It, it's really unique. I could put my wallet on a chair and no one would touch it. That's awesome. It is awesome. Now, you do that at the U.S. Open at Beth Page, you know, right outside New York City. If I put my wallet on the chair and I come back, everyone would, be, you know, be wearing new hats and say, hey, thanks for the hat, buddy. That wouldn't last more than a minute out no, there before no. someone t- swooped it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks, Dave, for the hats and the uh, sleeve of golf balls. We appreciate you, brother. And you bought everyone a round of beers. Forget about it. All right, I got UConn tonight. Man, there's so many things I have to catch up on. I wasn't here for the Super Bowl. Uh, well, there was a fun Super Bowl. First of all, I'm rooting for Kansas City. I'm sorry, Denver. But I could not root for the Philadelphia Eagles as a Dallas fan. So I was rooting for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes has now put himself into that elite company, isn't he? Two championships before the age of 30. I, I think he could probably double that by the time it's done, maybe equal Montana. I'm not going to put any pressure on any quarterback to catch Brady with seven. With free agency, with trades, with uh, injuries, you know, coaching and quarterback carousels, that's very difficult. But I think he could catch Montana and Bradshaw. Are they the only ones with four? I know Aikman has three. A lot have. Not a lot. Several have two. Uh, I think he could catch uh, uh, Tom Br- uh, Tom Brady, uh, Terry Bradshaw, and Joe Montana. I think he could. I, I'm very certain he'll he'll match Troy Aikman with three. He's something else. I hate to say it, folks. He's not even thirty. He's going to haunt you for the next ten years. My thoughts on Sean Payton becoming the next coach for the Denver Broncos? Good move. Really good move. He had to do it. Some of the other first choices seemed like it was falling through with Harbaugh and who knows who else was, you know, was a dream choice. But if they didn't get Sean Payton, I think it could have been a disappointing offseason, but they got Sean Payton. That's a very, very good hire. I've heard him described as legendary coach around town. I don't know if he's legendary. Not yet. Uh, Mike Shanahan could be legendary. He's won two Super Bowls and he coached here. Uh, you look, Bill Walsh. Parcells, Belichick, you know, is legendary. Don Shula, Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry. That's legendary. I don't know if Sean Payton is legendary. He's a darn good coach, though. He's a Super Bowl winner, and he's an excellent offensive coordinator and play caller. So I think that there alone makes it a good offseason for the Denver Broncos. And I like how he's kind of come in and humbled uh, Russell Wilson, saying, no, no special treatment for everybody. For anybody. No one's going to have their own you know, staff or coaches or, or fitness coaches or trainers or whatever. We're all on the same page. We're a team. This isn't golf. This isn't tennis. I think it's a good hire. A re- really, really good hire. 
trying to think of some of the moves. Remind me some of the moves here because I can't. I had the page here, but now I can't find it, Alex. Some of the offseason moves they brought in Stidham as a backup. I think that was a nice move. Yep. Um, the offensive line. They they made a big effort yes. to shore up the O line. They signed Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. McGlinchey a right tackle. Powers will play guard. But they yep. spent like 130 million on those two linemen. They spent like within the top five uh, of teams in the offseason, didn't they? Yeah. They really spent. And then Zach Allen, the, the D lineman pass rusher to kind of replace Draymond Jones, yep. who went to Seattle. That was disappointing. That was disappointing. Yeah. And I followed that on Twitter with the guys here and, and around town. Uh, that was disappointing that he he went to Seattle. Bobby Wagner went back. There. I really wanted him in Dallas. But look, for the seven, seven and a half years I've been doing sports talk radio here in Denver, I've been complaining about the line in, in Denver, the offensive line. And they're look. All you can ask of your team from ownership and management is to try, to try. We don't know if, uh, and I found the, I found the uh, free agents uh, additions here. I, we don't know if Powers is going to be healthy, you know, seventeen games, but they're trying. You just want your team to try, and not be complacent, and not just watch, you know, every other team try. So Denver's trying. Obviously, they have money now. They have Walmart money. So trying to fix the offensive line, and I'm old school, that is where the game is won and lost, people. That is where it is won and lost. I didn't get anybody with my April Fool's Day joke trying to scare people that Jerry Judy was going to New England for a third-round pick. Did I get you for half a second, Alex, or no? You made me search it. You made me uh, okay. You know, Google it and find out what's going on. Okay. I knew it was April Fool's and all that, but still, you can never be too sure. No, no. Especially with the guy that's been in trade rumors for the past two months. Exactly. I didn't say, you know, uh, PS2 was traded for a second-round pick. I didn't say something stupid. Right. If I had said that, I shouldn't be on, on the air. So your team is trying. You went out and got one of the top uh, possible coaches, possible available coaches. Yet you're trying to shore up the offensive line. You got a good backup quarterback. So we'll see. We'll see how the draft shakes out. we got plenty of time to talk about that. So great to be back talking sports with you folks. This is it's therapeutic for me. It really is. Alex, great to see you, man. Great to see you, David. Great to have you back. Thank you, my man. Folks, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday from the Morning Huddle. Come on up for rising. Come on up with your hands in mine. Come on up for rising. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.